Welcome to the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute, episode number 38. Welcome to the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast, where we are building profitable food businesses, one product, one process, one thought at a time. Now here's your host, Dr. Michelle Fannin-Steele. Alrighty, good afternoon everybody. Dr. Michelle Fannin-Steele here of Dirgo Food Safety and the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute. And I am coming to you today recording um, the podcast for this week. Uh, as y'all know, I am doing, I am simulcasting the podcast and uh, the Facebook Live stuff because it's, um, uh, doing Facebook Live stuff because uh, let's work once. It's the summertime. We got a lot to do. Um, it's the high selling season for a lot of people, and um, it's just way easier to get everything all in one spot. <laughs> so I'm coming to you live every week. So for those of you who are listening to this on the podcast, uh, I'm essentially doing office hours every week on the Proofing Box, which is uh, our Facebook page. Please come over and join us. We have a lot of fun. I'm putting a lot of uh, great information up there, and we have some good discussions about what's going on in the food world. And so uh, many of you uh, might that follow me on Facebook and stuff like that might know I just came home like, oh good, it was 12 hours ago, um, from Iceland with my 10-year-old son and we had an absolutely amazing time um, and I learned I learned so much about so many different things and I actually spent a lot of time um, thinking and coaching myself. Uh, so that was pretty that was pretty amazing. It's always nice to be able to get away so that you can find some space to think, right? And putting yourself in new environments is a really great way to do that. And it's one of my favorite ways to do it. In business, you know, we always talk a lot about why we do things. I have to tell you one of my very, very biggest whys, if not the biggest why, is so that I can have amazing travel adventures with my family. So that's what I just got back from. I'm not doing it again until we go down to uh, Richmond and Washington, D.C. Uh, this uh, the end of this month, or I suppose the end of July, um, where I'm going to be speaking at the American Cheese Society and uh, the American Veterinary Medical Association, uh, doing a lot of the work that I actually do with people, with my clients, and bringing it out to bigger uh, and better audiences and, and that sort of thing. And so, anyways, so that's where I am. That's what I'm talking about uh, there. And, to, you know, part of what I've been doing in... Um, what I was doing while I was in Iceland was sitting and thinking about where is my zone of genius and what do I do? And I urge you guys to do the same work. You know, go pick up the book, The Big Leap, and go think about what your zone of genius is because I've really figured out mine and I'm super excited about it. And it actually does have a lot to do with what we're talking about today on the podcast. So today we are doing the, let's see here, I guess we are doing, it's our our third podcast on lean processing. So I had the first podcast, which was like the overall introduction to lean processing. And we'll repost that here on the, the proofing box so that you have access to it and you can get the download that was available. Um, called the eight ways of lean. <laughs> uh, we'll have the eight ways of lean download available. Um, 
for that. And then we had a twofer where we, where I talked with my brother, Charlie Tid, about uh, lean and 5S and, and, and creating a better process in your plant. And then today I'm actually coming and talking to you about what we call the eighth waste of lean, which is the human skills, okay? And so we have all of these wastes of all of these wastes of lean. And for those of you who are like unfamiliar with them, go, you know, um, we'll we'll get to the handout. But you know, we have transportation waste, which is when we unnecessarily move products and materials. We have inventory waste, which is when we have products and materials like sitting around, not doing anything, not creating any value for anybody. All right, we have motion waste, which is when people walk around too much, and I know all y'all have that problem in your plans, all right? Then we have waiting waste, which is, you know, kind of a lot like the buildup of inventory, but it's when people or parts have to sit around waiting for um, the next thing to get cleared. All right, overproduction waste. Boy, this happens a lot. Overproduction is when um, you make more of something than is required. And this happens in so many industries. It's not even funny, okay? Um, and we have, um, you know, all different sorts of ways that we make extra, extra product. Sometimes what we do is we overprocess our products. So that's the sixth waste of lean, adding more components, adding more steps, adding more bells and whistles, trying to create, quote, more value out of it when truly the value of it stands on its own. You know, this would be something like going and getting a, um, an organic certification when your customers don't really need it. All right, getting SQF when your customers don't really need it. Defects are when you make the wrong things. So if you don't show up to your food safety plan and you make defective food, that's a huge waste of lean. All right, all of these wastes, those seven wastes, can be um, fixed by utilizing well and driving out the eighth waste of lean. And the eighth waste of lean is the waste of human potential or the waste of unused human talent and ingenuity. So when I'm working with clients and things like that, and we are looking at what's going on in their processing system and how they are doing their, doing their process, I have clients who tell themselves the truth about what's going on and fix it, and I have clients that don't. And as we look at this eighth waste of lean, the first question that you should be asking yourself is, is are you wasting your own human talent? And this is really easy. I mean, you know, we waste our own human talent a lot by not showing up to the work, by buffering and hanging out on Instagram or, you know, overeating or over drinking because it's easier, right? It's easier sometimes to waste our own time than it is to show up to the work because if we showed up to the work, we might actually have to change and improve. And to be successful in any kind of manufacturing, including food manufacturing, you have to show up to the work and you have to understand that the work will change you. And that's really good. It's great to know that as you grow, you're going to change. And the process of continuous improvement is one where change is acknowledged and accepted to make the company a better place to be. 
And that change happens, you know, with you, it happens with your customers, and it happens uh, with your employees. And this is really kind of what we talk about here at the, at the proofing box. And so what I want you to ask yourself is, is you know, when we, when we look through the lens of wasting human capital, we, we're going to start with the question of, of what's actually happening, okay? And so if you have a set of results that you are getting, that's what's happening, okay? And your results can be a lot of different things. You know, we're gonna, I'm going to be getting off of this call and I'm going to be going over um, and doing my wealth creation call, all right, uh, for our wealth creation seminar series that we're doing over in the power group. And we're all about what is actually happening, okay? Because you have, to, you have to stand in your truth. You have to serve up truth to yourself and say what is happening. And you can do one of two things when you serve up truth to yourself. You can either accept that truth with integrity, acceptance, and compassion, okay? Or you can look at that truth and you can apply manuals, okay? And manuals are all about what should be happening. So if you are looking at things and thinking about what should be happening, as opposed to looking at them through, the, through a prism of integrity, acceptance, and compassion around what actually is happening, your results are going to be completely different. If you are living in chaos, if you are living with indecision, if you are living... Um, with doing stuff and not really knowing why, it's probably because you're not accepting your life with integrity and compassion, right? So you're looking at what what uh, is going on around you and you are saying, well, this is what should be going on, okay? And for those of you who are parents, and I mean, I just took an international flight with a 10-year-old, there is what should be going on and then there is what is actually going on. And I promise you, if you deal in what is actually going on versus what should be going on, whatever problem resolves a lot quicker. <laughs> okay. So if we take it from the idea that we're going to serve up truth and we're going to look at the people who we are and the people who we work with through a lens of integrity, acceptance, and compassion, well, then from there, that drops out our reality, okay? Because we make our reality. And you can either make your reality as one of frustration and annoyance and buffering because you've dropped everything into this bubbling cauldron, if you will, of, of manuals and stuff like that and of, of the way you think things should be, all right? Or you can, again, look at it through integrity, acceptance, and compassion, and have that drop out into your decision-making process, okay? And your decision-making is the overlap between what you've been trained to do, okay, and how you've been coached. Because even if you haven't hired a coach, I promise you, you've been coached, okay? And the better coaching you get, the better decision-making you will, you will have, okay? And most of the people, well, I mean, all of my clients work with a coach because I'm their coach, all right? But when you have, um, when you accept coaching into your reality, you will make decisions faster because one of the things coaching does is it helps you show up to like reality with acceptance, <laughs> integrity, and compassion. And so you make decisions a whole lot faster. All right. And in this overlapping Venn diagram between coaching and training, where you're going to make the very best decisions that you can, you are in the process of not wasting your human capital.
because indecision is one of the biggest things where you can dwell and waste human capital, waste your own human capital, which is the most precious capital that you have, okay? When you make decisions fast, well then those decisions, you put them into protocols. And once you've dropped yourself into protocols, protocols around how you're going to clean or how you're going to cook or how you're going to hire and how you're going to fire, like whatever those protocols are, you put those into your proofing box that you have in your own mind around your own systems, all right, around your product and your process and your management. And you let that sit there and incubate and out drops the culture of your company, okay? And if you allow your workers into the decision-making process, that is how you start to eliminate that eighth waste of lean. You allow them to come in and you allow them to create new processes for you. You allow them input into new products. Okay, you allow them input into you, their own management, and you would be stunned at the output that they can create and about how the people who you work with will actually help you mitigate risk and control hazards. Okay, and this is an amazing place to live in. And if you decide to come at your world and what is happening around you and your results from a place of integrity, acceptance, and compassion, you can't help but drive out that eighth waste of lean because you are going to embrace abundance and success and maybe even love there at work. And you're going to inspire all the people around you to do the same thing. And that is an amazing place to work. And all of a sudden, you're going to find that your people are driving the system so that you don't have to do so much of the work. All right? And when you don't have to do so much of the execution, when you, when you as the CEO, all you have to do is, is decide, and then you have other people who execute, but they've had input into the decisions and they feel tied into and bought into the decisions, your company is gonna grow so much faster and your people are gonna be so much happier. <laughs> and, and who wouldn't want to work there, right? I mean, that's really how I try and run my own business is by giving people input into the decisions or if not input into the decisions, at least showing them the roadmap as far as I can see it. Because we have things that change pretty fast here at Dirigo Food Safety and that's totally fine. But the reason things change fast is because I am super fast at making decisions, all right? And I am very cognizant about not wasting the time, talent, and treasure of my, my employees. You know, everybody has their zone of genius, or at least in, you know, in my business, their zone of excellence of what they're really supposed to be doing there with the business that they do very, very well. 
And I really try very hard uh, to keep people in that zone so that I can grow my, so that I can grow my own business, right? And so when we, when we look at um, what people are actually doing, that's the skill of observation. And way back at the beginning of the podcast, I talked about how very important the skill of observation is. And so all of this stuff starts with observing the world going on around you. That's how you start driving out the wastes of lean. It all starts with observations, okay? And then from your observations, you just figure out what's happening around you. And you can either tell yourself the truth about that process, or you can lie, okay? Truth creates wealth, lies destroy it, every day of the week, and this is always true, all right? If you decide to stand in your truth and serve up truth to yourself and to your employees, you do that by being in your own integrity. And what does that feel like? Well, everybody knows what it feels like to be in your own integrity. You know, go tell somebody a lie and you'll know what lying feels like. Don't do it that way and you'll know what integrity feels like. <laughs> okay. And so when we're in our own integrity and we are looking at our ourselves, I want you to think about, this is how I think about it in my head, all right, that it's like a bird. Observing the world around you and taking in that information, we have all sorts of choices that we can make if we're not going to waste our human capital, our very own human capital. We, like I said, can either live in manuals where we say this is how it should be, even though that's not how it is. But what if instead we looked at the world around us as if we were a bird, okay? And the head of that bird is integrity. And one wing is acceptance and the other wing is compassion. And what would happen if you wrapped your wings around your company and used your own integrity to have acceptance and compassion for what's actually going on in your systems, all right? And then you take all the things that I've coached you on, all the things that are available on the podcast, all the things that are available on the proofing box, okay, or all the other places where I like give away free information, and you put all of that together with all the training that you've had and you make decisions. When you write those decisions down and you act on them and then you reiterate the process of observing what happened and then accepting it using your integrity, acceptance, and compassion, well, that's the self-coaching process. That is how you live in integrity that is how you drive out the eighth waste of lean, okay? Because when people are lying to themselves or people are in conflict, you have waste. I mean, y'all have all been on floors where people are arguing and it's bad. It's really, really bad. But when people are arguing, it's because people are not being in their, in their own integrity, and that's an impossible situation to be in and so very common in our food production systems where people are not in integrity, where management is not in integrity about what they're doing, where, where we're not in integrity about um, 
about what's going on with our employees. Where our employees may not be in an integrity, okay, because they're trying to cut corners or whatever. And when you find that you're not in integrity, well, that's when we apply the strive process, right? And we ask ourselves powerful questions about how do people feel at work? Do they feel physically safe? Do they feel financially safe? Do they feel emotionally safe? All right, ask yourself those three questions. That's a powerful way of telling yourself the truth. Do people, are people trained? Okay, you know, we have to make decisions. Are you trained to make decisions? All right, whatever decision you have to make, are you trained to understand the ramifications of that decision? Do we have respect at work and all the different ways that we have that we have respect, earned and owed respect? Have you made the investments that you need to make in time, talent, and treasure to actually solve your problems and understand the world around you as it's going on? Do you value telling yourself the truth? Okay, there are a lot of people who really love their manuals. And if you love your manuals and you love thinking about how the world should be rather than how the world is, this is not a process that is gonna work for you. It's that simple. You have to value telling yourself the truth. And I can't make you or any of my clients value telling yourself the truth. You either value it or you don't. But if you don't, I will tell you, it's very hard to get ahead in the food world, so, okay? And then finally, are you empowered to stand in fear and discomfort? Because once you start telling yourself the truth, I promise you, fear and discomfort will follow. And you can either look at that fear and discomfort and say, ha, huh, there it is. And you don't have to be the story of that discomfort because then that would be introducing the waste, the human capital waste of lean, right? Where you say, oh my God, I can't do this. I must not do this because it's too scary. And this discomfort is real. This discomfort is, um, this discomfort is the ultimate story. No, the discomfort is a rung on the ladder of where you are going to, uh, right? And if you're empowered to stand in fear and discomfort, you can do absolutely anything because that's when you're telling yourself the truth. That's when you're living in your integrity. And then when you have, when you wrap that integrity with acceptance and compassion, that's when you are driving out the eighth waste of lean and you're not gonna have that waste of lean within yourself. And that's exactly where it starts. Our eighth waste of lean starts within ourselves. So show up to yourself, show up to your own truth, serve up truth to yourself first, and then we can do anything to serve up truth to your employees and your customers because after that, it's really all fairly easy. All right, that's what we have today for the podcast. Y'all have been delightful. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, look for some really epically cool new announcements. If you are listening to this on your favorite podcast player, head on over to Facebook and um, join us on the proofing box. Uh, there are just a couple of questions, you know, name and name and email and all that sort of stuff. And look for some really amazing announcements. We're um, um, we're going to be having some really good things happening in the company over the coming year, and it's all going to be starting on July first. So y'all have been great. Have a Excellent day, and we'll see you next week. Bye.